Welcome back. No means no bodies. No means no nicks. No means nothings. To no means no thing. Where the stupid the no means is the nothing. point. Yes. The no means no podcast where we're three total fucking idiots attempting mm. to find the best to no means no song of all time, which spoilers, there isn't one. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. Hello. I'm Michelle, and I hear a piglet in the back. What's that? Somebody's, yep. Is that nope, your that's, dog? That's my dog going fucking it crazy. That's like why it's little... leaning out of frame to close the window. Oh, <laughs> he sounds like a little piglet. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, it's a sped, sped up sample from the oh, oh, my leg bit in the. Uh... <laughs> nice. Uh, Just all right, so Concentrated yeah, Exactly. So. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It feel, I mean, it, it feels like it's been a while since we've recorded one of these. The last one was with the fantastic Chet Czar. Love that episode. Yeah. Um, uh, but last time we spoke to John, who has been making the rounds. If you listen to our interview and don't know that he's on a bunch of other interviews out there, go find them. I mean, you could probably search on YouTube now, John Wright interview, and a bunch of them will pop up. They're all excellent. Uh, I mean, and all kind of come at different angles and, uh, you know, which mm-hmm. is just a great interview. It's just great to talk to. So, yeah, and, is. and great to listen to. So mm-hmm. do that. Uh, and then come back and listen to us because we want you more. All right. So <laughs> boy, it's been a while. I, I'm, we're going to talk about what we're drinking in our, our, uh, you know, this segment called, uh, the power of positive drinking. And as everyone could guess, I've got whiskey but it's the very very last whiskey in my house and there's barely any and this is mostly water oh. from ice so i'm gonna have to go and buy some which oh. i don't think i've bought any of the whiskey that i've drank so far it's all been gifted to me over the can years I, can i give some to you no no no. I don't, I don't need to be gifted to it it's more just a it's gonna feel weird to go out and buy it i do love oh. it so that's fine I can get it. I just, uh, it's just weird. I was just realizing, oh, I, I never bought any of these bottles. They just gifts. <laughs> Must be nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, over the years, right? Like 10 years mm. worth, I guess. It's a lot of fucking whiskey I've drinking. Jesus Christ. Right. And only on these uh, night, these nights. Because that shows you, because it's episode 59, how many whiskeys I've had. <laughs> or something similar. So, Michelle, how about you? What do you got? Well, you know what? I've Give been on this shot? kick. I'm going to give you the pop shot. I've got a real Guinness, a fake Guinness, but you know what else I have? I've been on this kick lately. This is going to sound so stupid. I I don't like apples. I don't like apple sauce. Okay. I like apples when they're cut up. Matthew, don't don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like eating an apple normally. I like it when they're cut up. I don't like apple sauce. Same. Really? Really? Oh, 100%. I mean, I'll do all it, right. but I much prefer a sliced okay. apple to a bite into the whole thing. All, right, all right, so I'm not... Uh, okay. That's not weird. But one thing I've been really getting into, and it started also with eat the a customer... Um, right, that's, yeah. That's weird. A customer of mine, a customer of mine made some. Oh, I've apple been cider? getting into apple cider. Nice. That shit's nice. great. Is this now oh, just like, like is this non-alcoholic or is re- it No, it's not alcoholic. It's just okay. squished apples and whatever the fuck else fuck goes in there. Tis the season, man. It's so good. And it's so thirst quenching. So yep. I have a little bit of that, but nice. just to keep things on the uh the regular. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, okay, you got to give me this one. You have to give me this one. No, I won't say it. Well, I, I, just so give everybody knows, Matthew and I have discovered a phrase that drives Michelle wild, and we're ASMR? not going to say it. We're not going to say it. Oh, but, oh. But okay. I could. No, no, so go ahead. And go I'm ahead. just. So I'm just. Way. I'm just tempted to say it now every fucking moment, but I won't. It's going to be Do a it. real. Go ahead. Let it out. My now I got to find the right time. Now I got to sneak one in. Matthew, Matthew, how about you? What you got? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm still uh, way reducing the booze, and it's actually kind of more interesting. This this attracted me because of the well, the weird weird little bottle right here. Um, what is that jelly or ink? It looks <laughs> like it looks like uh, yeah, like a, a like condiment a bottle like of some sort, but, inkwell. or, or yeah. a mini propane tank from where I'm sitting. But I looked oh, up what it was. It, it, all it all it says on it. I mean, it's got some Chinese, which I can only sort of read. Um, but it just Jesus says in it, it just says plum beverage. Um, so I, I looked up <laughs> what it is, um, and apparently I'm drinking it in the Sweet wrong season. Plum. This is a very common cooling summer drink in China. It's called Suamei Tang, and it is um, has smoked, when you have to go poops, smoked plums. For, I, I knew that you wouldn't be able to resist that. Uh, Hawthorn uh, berries. Yeah. Dried orange peel, sweet osmanthus, which is a flower I grow in my garden, licorice root, of and course, hibiscus of flowers. course. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. That sounds delicious. Get a it kind of does. Let's we'll see how too. it goes. Yeah, yeah man. So oh, that's uh, just see how Swami Tang tastes. And also, I like it because is it, it concentrate? You it's got my friend's uh, surname. My, my friend water? Stephen Tong. His uh, his oh, nice. character is Tong, and it uh, actually it means drink. It actually means soup. But uh, so it's it's sour plum soup. Um, so we'll see how, <laughs> how this... thick it is. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, 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 your, your, it's it. just sort of like it looks like an uncarbonated cola. Like it's it's sort of just okay. A, it's not syrupy, so it's no, not, not a concentrated sort of. No, no, not at all. It looks like I don't know why my mind went there too, Michelle. But it looked could like be it, yeah, it dark. Oh, wow. Well, Holy I don't know. Shit. Looks like looks like oh, Guinness. it's very floral. Very floral. The well, there's flowers in there, isn't there? Just yeah, the that he grows in his garden. That's gross. really tasty. That's really tasty. Nice. I, I, I kind of wish it was Lots carbonated. What it reminds me of is um, uh, tamarind drinks. Oh, I love tamarind mm. drinks. Yeah, Those are good. Yeah, mm. I've had that before. So it's Maybe sort of like that a lot. sweet we and have... tart, but it actually does have um, smoke as well. <laughs> smoked plums. Nice. Yeah, we drank and ate pretty a tasty. lot of tamarind Damn. things when I lived in lived in Indonesia. Maybe you could put some champagne in there, fizzy water. Ooh, there you go. I was expecting that to be gross. But it was not. It's not pretty good. I would, I would get that again. <laughs> Which is why you brought it here. <laughs> a pleasant oh surprise. <clears throat> God. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone out there, raise your glass. Tip them back. Uh, give Teddy a little bowl of water after the walk, or yes. maybe that's after the walk. Maybe maybe the walk is just starting. We don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, wherever you're at, uh, in the toilet, walking the dog, uh, cooking dinner, that in one the guy bath, at work I, in the bakery. My favorite. The one guy in work in the bakery. My favorite recently yep. was uh, was a listener um, escaping her children by listening to us in a bathtub, which was mm. fantastic. So <laughs> there's all sorts of. So at least one places. person has listened to us in the nude. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm sure more than one, and maybe several together. Who knows? We don't know. I don't want to know. I do want to know, but I don't. So 
no we're going to go ahead and dive in, everybody. So I want get your drinks handy. Some bodies. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a fucking hard episode. I yeah, this is fuck this one. This is all yeah. fucking fucking fuck fuck. Fuck it. I mean, pretty much. My, my feeling is this season gave us all the easy shit up front. Like, I don't really care to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it saved all the golden fucking calves for the yeah. end of the. It's only going to get worse too. Yeah. Oh, no, this, this is all the like beautifully marbled steaks at this point. Fucking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Makes me want to be a vegetarian. So our first matchup this week is it's catching up. Off of Raw, oh. 1989. And also, of course, Live and Cuddly, 1991. Now, It's Catching Up, one up against Living is Free in episode mm-hmm. 40. That was a unanimous decision, because of course it was. No one regrets that, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And It's Catching Up goes up against Dark Ages. Mm. Fuck. Fuck. Off of Small Parts, Isolated and Destroyed, 1988. And also... Off of Live and Cuddly, 1991. Right. Now, Dark Ages won up against Widget in episode oh, 32. Widget, And as you can hear from Michelle, she was the sole dissenter. <laughs> it was Matthew and I that pushed Dark Ages through. That's a hard one still. I understand. I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's catching up versus Dark Ages. And once again, fuck this shit. Um, <laughs> first thing I want to say in comparing... I oh, yeah, reminder, everyone, we've got the... You all know by now. We've got the three rounds, yada, yada, yada. I don't think we need to... Yeah. 
it's catching up in dark oh, here ages we go. are Number so it's amazing to me that these albums are back to back the way that they the way they sound is so fucking different and they are such different aspects of this band mm-hmm. and they are i don't know that i can say they're pinnacles of those aspects but holy fucking shit they uh, are yeah they are they are i mean i, I meant like yeah, certainly they're they're the upper echelon of of the these types of songs what each of them represents but it really it, and and i think this goes plays through to the next matchup that we haven't talked about yet i never ceases to amaze me how how of course this is always no means no always has that kernel of no means no and the dna of no means no but it just can sound so fucking different and some of that is just down to the songwriting of course some of that is down to what they're doing at any period some of it's down especially with small parts for me to the mix which i have to say as i always do when i complain about this shit i get really mad every time i have to crank up fucking small part songs because everything else is 20 times louder in the mix Mm -hmm. and dark ages Mm -hmm. is this quiet little shit that i have to crank it up seven notches but it was interesting for me to go and listen to this two ways to listen to it's catching up and dark ages off their studio recordings and then go and listen to them both in live and cuddly. Yeah. Right. Cause that's the same yeah. energy, the same mix, the same instrumentation, all mm-hmm. that more, the wrong age bass sound, which is interesting. Right. Cause that was not there in, in the, it, in the dark ages time, the, the wrong bass sound. Um, bass sound. So I, there, I, there's, I it gave me vastly different, not vastly. It gave me some in, different impressions of these two things together. But to back up, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's catching up. I don't think there's a more iconic opening to any album ever in history. Those initial bass notes are probably, if you were to like just suck out four measures, eight measures, ten to sixteen measures, whatever. And just say, what is no means no? It'd be hard pressed that most people wouldn't just fucking airlift that first section of it's catching up out and go, well, it's right here. It's right here. I'm not yeah. saying it's the best portion, but it's the most recognizable. Oh, God. Oh, just yeah, like, no. get my, get my ass wiggling. Like, oh, here it comes. It also That's happened to right. be the first, the first shit I ever heard. Right. It was like, I, I put on the headphones and there it was <laughs> like, oh, oh shit. God. What, what is this? I don't think you even um, need to be that big of a no means no fan. Like you could tell that single note what song it's from. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. If if we were back in the '60s and the name that tune era, and like <laughs> even a vibration of that bass thing come on and be like, I'm slamming the button. I know I can name that tune in zero notes, an eighth note. Um, right. Yeah, everything about this song is is perfect for what it is. It's it's flawless i think i think it's flawlessly constructed we we learned from john oh you guys didn't learn from john because we talked to him off air so i'll tell you a little bit uh this is a john composition right so this is a john john wrote this one musically and i I believe rob wrote the lyrics um everything about it is so well constructed of course so well executed this this is definitely what you know my old saw of the holographic principle of no means no everything fits together perfectly this song's a pinnacle of that the way yeah. that and and in subtle ways too the way that that's I, I i highlighted this last time i talked about this song but that part where it goes down to the um 
to the hi hat, and and it, and then you get the, the oh yeah, to the, to the start, open yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah, give me asylum. But it starts at hi hat, goes to Tom, then goes to snare, right? Like it, yeah, it yeah. just makes this journey as this yeah. as the vocals make this journey, and then just yep. explodes into the chorus. It's fucking perfect. And listening to both the studio and live, I don't understand how John Wright plays this music. I don't understand his drumming. I don't I don't get it. I can't listen to it and go like, yeah, that's real. I mean, I, I've seen it, so I know it is. But fucking hell, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's real. magnificent. And... I mean everything about it, right? I mean, I've, 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 I've talked about the words before. I've, I've mostly shy away from that now in, in part two, just because I feel like I kind of dumped all of everything I needed to dump about the words. But I do think this is an interesting song. This is going to be a real fucking Nick Beard thing to say. Do so it, forgive do me. it. Let's hear it. No, I think this is the it. kind of song where you can tell the people who don't really care too much, which, and it's not a value judgment, but care too much or no. Or, or or analyzing lyrics, yeah. Versus those that just like the music, because a lot of people will just go, "It's a song about zombies," which is what those guys who had the like, who covered every No Means No album ever, mm-hmm. right? Recently, they had a few things they talked about. It. They're like, "Well, oh, it's a song about zombies." It's like, no, it's not a song about zombies. <laughs> it's a song about about what it is to be a human being and live with all of these repressed things that you keep down in our subconscious and the things that we run away from our old decisions, the things that haunt us that are constantly pushing at the door. And yet it's so all it's done not, in the not beauty. about zombies. It's not, not about zombies. I guess it's all done in this. I'm not saying that they're not in, they're intentionally using that as a, as a framing device. Right. I mean the, you know, all of it, um, it's just, it's fucking genius. That's what's genius about them is that they can take a, a very well-worn trope in a sense. I don't know about music necessarily, but in society of zombies and yet wrap in something very essential about fucking human nature in a song that fucking gets your blood just amped to shit. This song is yeah, absolutely top shelf. I'm, and it is, it is, I, it's not my top song of theirs, but it is one of their top songs. I, I mean, it's just sort yep. of, objectively one of the, well, let me say this instead. It's one of their most important songs. Objectively. I think it was many people's, uh, uh, gateway drug on that front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let me switch a little, it's been a while. So I think I may be fucking with my, with the rounds here a little bit. So I don't want to fuck that up too much. Let me talk a little bit about dark ages. Holy shit. This song, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, God, I, I have to say listening to, cause I, whenever I do these, Whenever we're going to do an episode, I listen to these songs way too much, probably. But um, today I really focused in on the live and cuddly version. Mm-hmm. And I think I said this last time, too. I love the studio recording for all sorts of reasons, some of which I'll get into. But I love the live version. I love how it's so fucking fast. It's so much faster. Yeah. And they've got that energy. And hearing Rob's bass with the wrong tone, because it's from that tour, mm. with to the Dark Ages song is fucking great. And... I mean, one of the pinnacles of this song for me, and no offense to John, because the whole thing is brilliant, but I'm pretty sure Andy probably did wrote that guitar solo himself that's at the end. <laughs> and they're the they're similar but very different in the in the live and the and the studio version. Mm-hmm. And they're both nice. fucking magnificent. They're both picture perfect. They're just amazing. And I think I said this last time too, and Michelle, you maybe even said this that um Probably one of my favorite Andy guitar solos is is the mm. one in this song. I think it's mm-hmm. it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Dark Ages. This is John lyrics. These are fucking great lyrics. He wrote, directed, produced this fucking song, man. Like, this is all it. him. Sang it. Yep. This is John he top to bottom. It. And it is magnificent. It's magnificent on the album, magnificent live. They make a good decision to play it faster live because I think it needs that to keep the energy up. Well, because it's, it's also not adrenaline during a show that everything's faster. Well, no, exactly. Show. But I, it's also a song. It's not very fast. So it's not, it's not a song that if it was played as it was on the album, I think would keep that energy flowing, right? It would probably oh, pull yeah, back yeah. a uh-huh. little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's as relevant today as it ever was. I mean, it's kind of amazing to me that it was written back in 80, uh, 88. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. No. No, no. That's Was that nice? I have 87, 87, 87, because it's so relevant to today and the internet and every, every fucking thing else, the the grand scam Mm -hmm. that is late stage capitalism. It's fucking crazy. And somehow, even though I'd researched this before and made, yeah, it's even more appropriate. That's exactly true. It's that, that's actually a better way to put it. It's become more appropriate now than it was then. I'm still amazed, though, that I've spent so long hearing the lyric, but it's in the dark, he makes me null and void, that I cannot hear it as, but it's him in the dark, he makes me null and void, but it's him in the dark. I can't hear it, even though I know that's right, (laughs) and I know that's what's in the lyric sheet, and I had totally forgotten that until I went back and looked at my last notes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is what it says. What the fuck? I tried to go back and hear it, and I'm like, "Eh, I guess I can, but it's because John has such great fucking syncopation in his in his delivery great vocal delivery in this song Mm -hmm. really good use of vocal effects in this song um uh but those strange days uh (laughs) what's the fucking lyric oh yeah but that deep deep freeze is strangely pleasing yeah it's so fucking great i mean that's such a that's the john sneer right we've got andy's sneer that's kind of john's goofy sneer that i love to hear uh every once in a while um yeah, I mean, this This is, a, I think, a good pinnacle of everything that makes John's song, songwriting so good. Everything is complex. The drums are beautifully crafted. They're their own fucking lead instrument. The bass underneath it is beautiful, keeps pace exactly right with that, and plays off of it. And then the guitar is just Andy's genius at coming in and filling <laughs> yeah. in any fucking gap with the energy it needs to propel the song in this just magical way. And I just adore the ending to this song, especially on the, uh, especially on the recorded version, the go to sleep bit is mm-hmm. sinister oh, and gorgeous and off kilter and just so fucking good. Yep. And it's, these are just two. So there's, these songs are so fucking different. They're so different. Um, that it's really hard to pit them up against each other, I think. Uh, but, I don't know. They've both got absolutely beautiful, beautiful bits to them. I think there's probably a billion more things I could say, but I've already been talking for like 15 minutes, 10 minutes. So, uh, Michelle, I'll let you have a crack. All right. Even though maybe you've heard these songs a thousand times, do yourself a favor and find the live videos on YouTube. Mm. Like you were just saying. What a treat. It's such a joy and an added bonus to watch that. They don't even look like they're holding on to their instruments or drumsticks. It's just, it's just, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just I do. The force. Fucking it's finesse. The force. <laughs> yeah, it's the goddamn force, the finesse, the finesse, the, effort, effort, the, the effortless playing. 
He's they crazy. do, along with the entertaining moves and faces they make. They're such a joy to watch. They are consummate musicians, and it's one of my personal life treats. Watch them deliver their art. Mm-hmm. Watch the videos. It's Catching Up, one of my top ten songs in the ass-kicking list. Mm. Included in it is one of their best seamless transitions between verses and chorus to that unbelievable part. It's probably maybe the bridge. I wish I could hear it right now to, to point out exactly what I'm talking about. It's all instrumental, and Rob is doing tons of screaming in it. It's it's probably my favorite part mm. of the song, as well as the main riff and the thundering drums. The marching snare part in the verses is one of the high points in the song for me, too. Dark Ages is all John, and he totally kills it. I love how stomping this song is. My ear is always attracted to that offbeat John plays on the snare during the verses that hits on the end of the mm-hmm. second beat. Again, oh, I wish yeah. I could... Yeah, I, I wish we could play it so you could hear what I'm talking to. I just, I, I, I love that small, great thing he does. Yeah, the ending, like you're saying, of Dark Ages is the fucking total shit. The go to sleep part, I adore, adore how they add that apocalyptic harmony in the vocals and the very hard way it ends. It's just a colossal, colossal ending. It's just, it's, it's like holy. It's creepy holy, you know, like spiritually creepy holy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all I'm gonna say about that. All right, Matthew. Matthew. Hmm. Yeah, it's a very t- tough one because these are are both big old ones. Oh, <laughs> fruit, fruit fly. Fruit fly really likes this drink too. Oh, <laughs> of course fruit it fly. does. It's got yeah. everything fruit flies love. Yeah. Save the um, fruit fly. No, thank you die fruit fly oh come on uh, i know somebody that used to study him come on well save him i'm sure he didn't keep him all alive <laughs> um yeah it's catching up is <laughs> punky punk punk punkity punk uh while uh, i mean it isn't it isn't um while dark ages is i'd say one of their most songy songs mm, it, yeah. it, it, it's like maybe the one without being in any way something it needs to be to be like a radio song yeah. it could be a radio song and i think mm-hmm. it, it, it would have like a, a kind of a mass uh mass appeal it's and this is i mean you know me well enough to know that this is not a negative in any way it's maybe one of the only songs that there's that i could think of not that they ever would have but i could hear i could imagine what a rush cover of this song might be like <laughs> oh, oh yeah cool i can cool, cool. i can picture that yeah um, I, I love how oh. all of the, the instruments interplay. I mean, both of these, both of these songs, um, Dark Ages is kind of like more a poem. I mean, it's got rhymed couplets, whereas it is catching mm-hmm. up as more of like a, it's a, you know, it's, it's reflective, but it's also a story. It's also a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, um, it's catching up. Both songs are so incredibly well played. Both of them have such incredible interplay um yeah yeah between the players you know in mm-hmm. doing their independent thing yet totally cooperating and like you know letting each other have the the solo or the the spotlight here and there without actually totally receding um right but it's catching up what you pay attention to is how hard they can play um we're in dark ages it's how you pay attention to more how well they can play somehow <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. um and yeah, it's catching up. It's so, like you know, raw, 
Yeah, it's so yeah. tight. I mean, it, it, Dark Ages is more raw on uh, Live and Cuddly and it's faster yeah. and everything like that. But I much prefer. I think it the, the quiet parts and the contrast are what I really love about Dark mm-hmm. Ages. And that isn't Age, um, right. something that comes out as well mm-hmm. in the live version. So to mm-hmm. me, it's very orchestrated. It really needs a studio to bring out everything that I love about the song. Um, so that it's, it's very... Um, easier to polish it maybe um not that and and maybe it's better that way for me um i really love uh, andy's solo in it um yeah you know it's a little bit it's quiet and reflective alternating with panic um it's catching up as nothing but panic (laughs) (laughs) panic. (laughs) but uh it's catching up as like a sound poem almost like the um you could you could animate to it i mean the the um syncopated drums the sort of galloping it should be it's totally running yeah. a fucking adult swim cartoon check. about this, this yeah. alternating between the, the snare and the floor tom it's like you're running over different terrain oh. um, exactly and the, the stop and start bits are like somebody being chased um things i really like about, god it's so good Ooh. it's so incredibly good Fuck. yeah um yeah. I love that all uh, three of them, there are parts that they sing on Dark Ages. Like it's mostly, mostly John, but the other two do bits and pieces. Um, I really like, yeah, the, the crescendos and decrescendos in, uh, in Dark Ages, like the, 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 con- uh, the contrasts, the constancy of the bass is it's always there, which is um, mm-hmm. kind of evocative of um, kind of the message of the song, I guess, like this constant sort of, repetitive mm. feeling that you've always got uh, maybe paranoia, maybe um, monotony. Um, maybe they're the same thing. Um, <laughs> my favorite bits is like listened. I can't remember in what part of the song is about a third of the way, two thirds of the way through. You can just sort of hear this weird distant tannoy, like a, a loudspeaker off in the distance. And it's clearly John's voice, but you can't understand what he's saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's all this weird shit added off in the background. Yep. Um, Wild. I love how incredibly harmonious the whole song is like I've often talked about how, you know, the best no means no songs for me. This is something that's very true of rush for me as well as it's a braid, you know, the three very, very strong Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Mm. clusters and like woven into one. Um, some of my favorite things on uh, it's catching up the hi hat. I mean, it's a song about the hi hat. It's it's just that's how you play a fucking hi hat. Um, yeah. Some of the bass stuff too. Like there's a boom boom. I can't even get enough bass yeah. in my voice. To, yeah. Um, and uh, I love how um, John is actually playing that. He's playing on different parts of the head of the snare. Yes. I think. Yes to get a different tone, um, which is really ah, interesting to me. And of course, of course the screens. Um, yeah. The only things that I don't like about these songs, of course, the same thing that I always say about every song on small parts is the mix. I, it, I yep. just want a better mix. Um, and it's catching up. Of course, if I listen to it, it's catching up. I want the tower, <laughs> and, right. but it, it's, it's really only because of the way it ends. Um, it's right. just sort of, yeah. that's right designed right. to lead into it so um to evaluate it on its own merits i don't imagine i can't imagine what a different ending might be like uh, but uh, yeah anyway that's what i got to say about that nice i wonder if they ever always tag those two together when they played live 
I can't remember. Uh, I bet they did. Think I, I, I don't. They didn't on. It's. I think it, on live and cuddly, it really does go into two lips. Hmm. Not it. Not to the ah! So I think All they right. can fuck around with that ending. They just would. They just bleed whatever two songs slap together. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Keep it interesting. So. Are these songs representative of No Means No as a whole? Well, I, I kind of already talked about that. Yes, they are in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Catching Up really is that uh, the hardcoreest of the hardcore. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, you've got like Brainless Wonder on here that's like far more metal in its way, right? But uh, there's just something that very hardcore about this song because mm-hmm. of its energy, because of its intensity, because it's, it's an onomatopoeia it's in song form, right? Like yeah. you've got the... Uh, give me asylum, let me in. And you've got the guy banging on the door. The whole, like, as you talked about, Matthew, it's very cinematic, this song. Yeah. It, it, I'm in a, I'm, a I'm in word. a, I, there needs to be a film. Someone out there is very fucking creative Shit. and is a filmmaker and you need to, or an animator Shit. even better. You need to fucking make a like weird ass cartoon about this. It's when it's I did animation there. school, just, I thought about it, but it was beyond me. <laughs> Ah, that, but it's just like, it's, it's yeah. aching, yeah, man. Know. It's g- give it asylum. Fucking somebody, Jesus Christ. It needs, it needs it. <laughs> um, but yes, I think this song almost more than any song I can answer and say, yes, it's representative. No means no as a whole, both because mm-hmm. it was many people's gateway drug. It's the best album opener of all fucking time from a band that is chock full of amazing openers it's their most popular album, so it's like been the de-virginization of a fucking mountain of oh loyal fans God. for generations. Literally now generations. It's a... I should have said deflowering. That would have been more poetic. I now regret my choice. <laughs> I don't um, know. I liked it. <laughs> so scrub that back. De- deflowering of generations of years of, no, of potential no means no fans. And, I, you know... You see a band as competent and as hardcore as Dead Cross try to pull this off and they fucking can't. And you just realize there's no band, but no means no, that does its catching up. Like that is them. That's their fucking no one else. <laughs> they own it and yeah, they will forever. Yeah. And yes, it re- it's representative. That's the and, rules. and so is Dark Ages in that in that completely different way. Matthew, you talked about this having a I, I think John even says was kind of a pop song, right? In in, mm-hmm. in the way that no means no would do it right that whatever right, that means right. for no means no pop but it's much more musical it's much more of a song the structure is much more song-like there's a lot of thought to the composition in ways that are very complex that plays off of itself and iterates as it goes forward and that's very no means no too that's like there's so many songs like that this is one of the best of those so yes both of these songs are entirely representative of no means no and now to the question of would I introduce a newbie to these, either of these songs, I'm actually going to call this, we're going to use the czar rule. Cause if you remember, Chet had a great uh, uh, revision what to what we normally do, which was instead of saying, would we introduce both of these to a newbie? The question now is which of these would we ah. use to introduce to a newbie, which is a harder oh, choice oh. now. Oh, the czar rule. So I'd have to say, 
uh, it's catching up with no reservation. A Dark Age is, mm-hmm. if I were to say, you know, I or like both and, I'd say yes, both and. But if I had to pick, it'd be it's catching up. Because it just, yep. from the initial note, fucking arrests you. You're just like, <laughs> wait, what is happening? Yeah. What is, I'm, what am I hearing? And then it leads you in and just fucking smacks you around for a while. And it's like, you like it? You like it, bitch? Come on. And then it's done. And you're like left in your chair going, I, okay. Exactly. A- again, please. May we pit rewind and do it again? Yes. Uh, so definitely, definitely, I would introduce a newbie to both of these. But if I had to pick, uh, it's catching up, which is, they're both wonderful, these songs. Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. May I have another? All right, Michelle. Round two. Well, uh, I want to say a lot of what you just said, so I'm going to pretend that I said it too. Um, each of these are huge pieces in their catalog and showcase how this band is very much a sum of their parts. Like Matthew alluded to with the Rush, uh, you know, equalization there. I, I, they, they, they couldn't do it wrong if they wanted to. It's such good songwriting, such good songwriting and delivery. Both of them absolutely bang on. Sweet. And would, uh, oh, oh, and would I play this with the chat rule? I had, uh, forgot the chat rule, so I wrote, uh, it's catching up. Hell yes, I'd play that for somebody. Anytime I ever play any No Means No for anybody, it's the, hey, listen to this, sit down, oh my god, what the hell was that kind of thing. It's catching up, yes. Dark Ages, maybe, but for sure, out of picking either out of either of the two, it would be It's Catching Up for sure to play for somebody. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mr. Matthew. Yeah, they're both... Very representative of No Means No. Again, different sides of No Means No. Um, and yet both are common um, in terms of the, the mythology and in terms of the, the thematically. Uh, both are very, um, very, very much, um, I'd, I'd say, like both of them would be in the top 10 for typical songs of No Means mm-hmm. No's or one that would typify what No Means No sounds like. They're both super important in their uh their body of work i would say <clears throat> would i introduce a newbie to them um it's it's catching up not without the tower i would always oh, if i was going to oh. play a whole album or a whole side but i don't think i would play it on its own because of the way it ends because it needs the tower to me um, huh. dark ages is a more independent entity so I would introduce that. And it, again, it depends on who, who it was, too. That's um, true. I think I would introduce more people with more wider tastes to Dark Ages. And maybe because it's a little more digestible, maybe right, little has right. a more cool. wider appeal. But that's not a bad thing in this case, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's catching up. Yeah, it would definitely be people who like aggressive music. And not everybody does. But I think Dark mm-hmm. Ages has more to offer more people with wider tastes so yeah good point you know that's um, interesting and, it, I, yeah go sorry go ahead no no you go ahead i interrupted um, you no 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 it's cool it's cool I, I was just gonna say it's interesting what you say there about it being a hardcore song smaller audience i agree in many ways but the one thing i feel about this song is the way it's constructed and the tightness with which it's played and the precision and how interesting it is, it's probably the most hardcore song that I feel like would appeal to the broadest number of people. I feel like there's a Mm. lot of people I could introduce this song to who may not go, 
yeah, I'm a converted fan, but would still but just like, Holy shit. be blown away and yeah. be like, wow, yeah. that's incredible. In a way that I wouldn't ever play like Brainless Wonder. And I don't think I'd play The Tower Why? either. Right? Mm. Like I, The Tower to me does take somebody who's probably into hardcore. Whereas this one is more like, it's just a wonder. Like here it is. And listen, you don't have to ever listen to their shit again, but you should at least mm. know that this exists and hear it. Right. It's just, it, there's something, I don't know what that is about that song. That it's, it's, it is so fucking hardcore, but not in the way most hardcore songs are that mm. really do take a certain perspective to like. So I don't know, but I agree with you on, on the other hand. So, you know, I might've, I might've linked these I'm songs really even just more, not just because of the order, but because you know, that, um, the, the lyric, uh, give me asylum, let me in. Um, it's the tower that he's knocking on. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> well, yeah. maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've really just been adding, shit because now we got to vote and i don't want to vote so but i'm going to um so my vote is fuck oh, it's catching up is my vote uh and now i i it's really hard it's not an easy one for i me. know i feel I enjoy both of these songs incredibly part of my votes at this point sometimes when i like both songs really really a lot i then have to kind of step back and think of well, where do these songs sit in like how important they are in the catalog and I feel like there are fewer songs that are more important than it's catching up in the sense of what they mean for the overall myth of No Means No so that's kind of the thing that tips it over for me because I really do love both of these songs for different reasons so I'm not voting for it's catching up because I think it's better quality I think it just ticks a few more boxes in the sense of what am I mm-hmm, really going to mm-hmm. push forward into round three? It's going to be it's catching up for that reason. Uh, Grayson agrees. Greg's, Greg's agrees. Uh, he wants to eat. Stranger, how about you? Wow. <laughs> oh, that's catching up. Oh, God. Uh, hey, it's catching up. To, to, hey, Give me asylum. Give me feed. <laughs> that's the loudest he has ever been. That is beautiful. You are my only feeder. (laughs) Poor little fella. Oh shit! Now he's coming over here. That's it. Oh boy! All right, give us your vote quick. You know, it's it's catching up. The the how these guys can start and stop on a dime too. Nobody even talked about that before. Yeah, true. The fucking you got to be in the zone to play this crap, and they they don't fuck it up ever. Well, they probably did, but I didn't hear it, and I. And I, I'm going to say this right here and now. I think I want to start a No Means No lounge band. Sweet. Tell me this song playing like lounge with like a vibraphone and shit. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Fucking jazz drums. Do it. I think that dude, bass. Throng. Um, what's did he? Called? No Means Mock. He did. Something. I don't know. There was did some he of that this? on there, right? Yeah. 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 Huh. I don't did he remember do this what song. In the lounge? He did one of them in sort of loungy version, but See, I can't remember I, which song. I think it's catching up would be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your vote? Uh, uh, I love Dark Ages. I really do. But yes, it's catching up. I, when you first gave me those two, I immediately circled that and I'm sticking with it. It's nice. catching up. Yes. Matthew, your vote is. Unfortunately, meaningless, but we want to hear it anyway. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very difficult. Very, um, you know, it's catching up. Uh, I like it. I love it. Dark Ages, I like it. And more of it. I identify with it. 
and have done for mm. many, many years. Uh, it's evergreen, sadly. Um, but, you know, it comes up in my mind so often. Like when I was watching Severance, the sh- series mm. on Apple TV, it just, oh, yeah. it just totally reminded me of aspects of um, Dark Ages. And there's, you know, it's a whole Cold War aspect to it as well. And that's been coming mm-hmm. up lately. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of the places yep. I read in, on the Internet, you know, millennials um, who have been afraid of uh, nuclear conflict and like freaking out when uh, China is getting more nukes and blah, blah, blah. Um, kind of like as a Gen Xer, kind of like, oh, first time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep. um, so, yeah, I, I, I vote for Dark Ages and uh, yeah, oh, to- nice. totally understand why you guys would not, but um, totally it actually might make. Would. It might make my job or easier further down the line because this Dark Ages could have been a contender for a top song for me. Oh well, that no sucks shit kicked it out then. But I listen. I'm I'm really grateful that it was not unanimous. I, I don't want on some of these songs like I don't want us all to agree. I want us to have Aww. some like someone's got. I mean, Matthew. and then all of us gave it love. Um, yeah, it's not easy. I could I could spend another two days thinking about it and change my opinion, but this is unfortunately where we're at. But oh, fuck. Honey. Dark Ages is now something you only read about in the history of this podcast, and it's catching up. We'll keep running. So now it's we are going to move into. Uh, first of all, I guess let me put out a sincere thank you to a bunch of you fuckers who ah. listened. You really listened to our quiet desperation. Nope, strike that. Not so quiet desperation. Matthew's writing Our a little note. Whiny desperation. Do you yep. have to pee, Matthew? No, no, no. Just, just changing oh, oh, oh. my, changing oh, right. my page. Good. I'm used to peeping. Anyway, emergency. our quiet, not so quiet desperation about uh, listener submissions, because I'll speak for myself. I got a fragile ego. I need to know you guys are listening and like us. <laughs> so uh, true, not true. So we've got a bunch of them. So the, the next at least bunch of episodes will have them does not mean that if you haven't sent one in and you have anything in you, we really, 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 really want to hear it. We love it when you write us. We extra love it when you record it for us, but we're good Mm -hmm. with either. Matthew, I'm taking your territory here a little bit. Why don't you give the listeners the the spiel about what we want? Uh, Oh, now I've created dead air by putting you on the spot. All right. Yeah, so, uh, well, I just killed it by being a fucking idiot. Send in your uh, shit. I'm really good at that. Anyway, yeah, everybody, send it. in your shit. You have been. I appreciate it. I don't want to get you anymore because you're listening. So be like the good people who are sending stuff in. You want to be one of them because we give you extra love. And I don't know what that means, but someday I will. So this, this, uh, I almost said this year, Jesus Christ, this uh, episode we're going to play a submission from a friend of the podcast, Corey. I call him friend of the podcast because he sent us in a submission. You too can be a friend of the podcast if you send us in a submission. Uh, and get your badge in the mail. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. I don't believe, Michelle and Matthew, you've heard this yet, which is great. No, nope. I have. Well, I don't so want to send your submissions now. too. Oh, thank no you. Means That's nothing the podcast part I at gmail.com. No means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. Thank you very much. And now. Let's sit back and hear from Corey. Of course. Hello. Good day. Goedendag. My name is Corey, and I just wanted to start by saying how much I absolutely adore and love the podcast. I know I ran across it when it first launched a couple years ago now, 
uh, is on YouTube, and I'm really not much of a podcast consumer, so I might have listened to the first episode and enjoyed it and then went back. But fairly recently, as of maybe a month or two ago, uh, I picked it back up, and I, I've just absolutely very much enjoyed every minute of listening to the three of you go through these songs and talk about it with such passion and love and joy and just the types of things that I relate to so hard in terms of No Means No. <clears throat> but I want to uh, open this up also in honor of your own podcast. I genuinely don't even know if you still do the listeners. I'm on episode 22 right now, listening to you have to contend with Mary uh, as a song entry, which is is just fantastic because, yeah, I feel, I feel the poetry of that song so much too. It's just so perfect in terms of the writing and the music, and it comes together in such a fantastic, unique, singular fashion. Uh, you know, there are few songs in the world that have the power of Mary, in my opinion. But as you do, I'll just talk briefly about what I am drinking as a libation. Uh, I have recently found a very good deal on a sampler pack from Ardbeg, which is an Isla scotch that I much enjoy. You know, it is, like many Islas, peated, smoky. Um, if to me, it's kind of like imbibing the best parts of the sea. You know, it's like sea salt. It's it's just delicious. Uh, and it was a three-pack sampler of 200 milliliters, and I'm drinking from the 10-year. I'm also smoking a EP Carrillo exclusive <laughs> release from a recent event I went to. But uh, I digress. My origins with No Means No was... As a young preteen, probably about 13 or 14 years old, uh, you know, I was a, uh, a rat <laughs> in the ocean of the early internet, AOL 1.0, and I was a frequenter of IRC, Internet Relay Chat, which many kids nowadays probably have no idea what it is, but effectively it's the precursor to Discord. So it was early chat, it came out of BBS, you know, it was actually instant messaging when there was no such thing. And I frequented a channel that was devoted to 3D Realms and Duke Nukem 3D. And in that channel, I met a couple wonderful individuals who, to this day, I, I count as those who shaped my developmental years, especially in terms of music. Uh, but one of them was a Norwegian gentleman. Um, and uh, um, I won't use his name in just the honor of an anonymity on the internet back in those days. Uh, but he went by Bunso, or Bunso, not really sure how it was supposed to be pronounced. <clears throat> and he also wrote reviews for Satan Stole My Teddy Bear, uh, which, ha if it hasn't come up, is John Chedsey's uh, review site for music that existed in the early internet days when there weren't ads plastering every single website. But uh, Satan Stole My Teddy Bear and John, very closely related to No Means No, you know, he went on to work with Rob and John, um, the was it Nathan and Lothar, the, the joke kind of dubstep pair that uh, came out of John's brain in Wrong Records history. Uh, so lots of, you know, kudos and credit to John. But, um, you know, the my friend Bunso, he introduced me to No Means No. And I do remember exactly the song that hooked me without question. He gave me a number of tracks off of Wrong, which was the correct thing to do, of course, the quintessential, you know, punk masterpiece that most consider to be the most popular and accessible No Means No album by all rights. But, you know, and I believe it was two, long, two lips, two lungs, and uh, two lips, two lungs, and one tongue. It was Big Dick, and I think it's catching up. 
um, which didn't honestly hook me too much. You know, at, at that point in my musical development, I don't know if I had a lot of, a lot of, I, I just was looking for weirdness and I was looking for deviancy yes. and I was looking for strangeness. You know, my music tastes uh, at that age were burgeoning, you know, as a grunge kid, uh, very big into Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. But the song that just made me stop and listen and re listen and re listen, oh. it was Cats, Sex, and Nazis. <laughs> And to this day, it's still one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's just the absurdity, the nihilism, the, mm -hmm. the heart. I was a, also a fan of Faith No More at that point. So the I don't care, or I care a lot, rather, sample jumped out to me. And I was also a young David Lynch fan at that point. So I picked up on the Blue Velvet. Um, and it, it's just it, it, it's just such an amazing song to the point where it even caused a riff in my friendship I had at the time because I played the song for him. So excited about having discovered this punk band that was just exactly the weird deviance that I was looking for that just hit every note in my young, addled, you know, despondent, struggling, nerd, outcast brain. And I played it for him, and he's just like, well, it just repeats over and over. I don't get it. Like, what's good about this? It's just the same thing over and over again. And I was so devastated that he didn't hear the same thing that I did, um, that it was part and parcel as to what oh, eventually God. led to the end of that friendship, frankly. But, I mean, that's where I discovered them. Um, like I said, I don't know if you're still using you're doing these, because I know you're on in the episodes in the 60s at this point, but I wanted to record this and send it in. And just, again, lots of love and respect for you guys. Uh, what you're doing or what you have been doing has been fantastic. And, you know, it's hard to say that anything could ever raise my appreciation for No Means No, the band that I singularly identify with as formative in my core identity. Um, but this has, frankly, just this has. It's made me revisit. It, listening to your thoughts has been great. And I look forward to more of it. Thank you. Find a dog. Hey, now... Nice, Corey, Not that. man. Some good shit. Thank Boys. you. So much hey, in there I relate to. It's Matthew and Lothar. Not Nathan <laughs> and that's, Lothar. That's right. That's right. I was like, is it Nathan? No. I'd forgotten I totally about that, too. <laughs> I didn't even, I, I didn't even, I don't even know what that is. You don't? That was a weird Chedzi thing, right? I mean, Well, that's I why it. I didn't listen to it. It's because oh, well. I didn't. But, you know, I really identify one of the things he talked about that I loved that he talked about was that sense of playing a song of No Means No Song to someone that you were friends with, really yeah, yeah, yeah. expecting or hoping they would love it. And they're yeah, yeah. just nonplussedness making you just go, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> like, like, there's just no other band like that for me. And I, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, how I'm kind of careful about who I play them for, because I don't want to know if you like them or not. Because if you don't, well, there's a bond between us that will never be made. I, I don't know. I know. I know that somebody would give it a fair shake and and say that's not for me. I okay, that's fair enough. But if if somebody says ah, it's just the same thing over and over again, that that's not even you're not even bothering. That's when that's you right. that's, that's right. when you start beating them. That's right. That's, that's that's when the beatings begin. That's right. Yeah. But that's why we're here for you now, Corey, because we're all those fucking nerds, and you <laughs> yeah. get to put us in your ears. We I hope get you're it. caught up. <laughs> Actually, I think you're not caught up yet because we've heard a little bit more from you from over email about some of the other episodes. So hopefully, you're catching up. And what's wonderful is that Corey oh. answered our call without even hearing our our noxious pleas of the last few episodes because uh, wow. by that point we were still getting steady uh, submissions. So. Uh, but we've got more from other listeners coming up. That was amazing, Corey. Thank you. Yes, thank um, you. And uh, the rest of you, get on it. 
we'd love to hear from you. It's always a, a highlight for us. And fucking, I love hearing people's origin stories. And yes, I know all the shit you're talking about. All the, as a matter of fact, I think a lot of the people listening to this podcast probably remember that era of the internet because sure, we were all old there. This fuck, uh, mm-hmm. listening that's, to this. That's how I met you two. That's right. That's right. Well, well. But uh, yeah, I remember Duke Nukem 3D. I'm all that kind of shit. Anyway, um, all right. So thank you, Corey, once again. Now let's move into our round two, which once again, fuck this shit. So our first song is Two Lips. Well, before I even say this, you know what that is, Two Lips. I want to point out a special fact about both of these songs before I say them. Both of these lost. These are two people's choice. These were not. Oh, holy shit. Neither of these got put through round one. They got saved. So the first people's choice representative is two lips, two lungs, and one tongue. What beat it? Wow. Off of Wrong 1989, also Live and Cuddly 91, it lost against Who Fucked Who in episode 20. Oh, that's... Oh. Now, Michelle was the dissenter, which I totally understand, but I kind of still... I love Who Fucked Who, though. Yeah, I still kind of stick with the... I still stand by my choice on that, because that song rips. I don't think it gets enough love. God, that would have been tough for me. It was tough Both for all of those. Us. Yeah, yeah. Um, me especially. And it's, it's going up. Yeah, right. It's going up <laughs> against the fall off of zero plus two equals one, 1991. And the Which fall came out. Lost out 32 years ago today. Oh, it did. Today's yep. his birthday. Happy S- birthday. Say it, Matthew. Weird equation. Say it. He just did. Say it. What? Zero it's, plus two. Equals one came out on which day? October. Well, it won't be November. It's not today. It was November 4th. Fourth. Okay. Which was two days ago. And three days from now, it'll be this eight or two days. It'll be the eighth. And so it'll be four days ago for those of you, (laughs) which is in itself an equation, which matches up with the title you see. And that's very interesting. No. Um, so the oh, fall. Right. Equals one, fall back. We just fell back too, didn't it we? It lost ag- oh Jesus. It lost against yeah. when putting it order uh putting it all in order in episode nine. Uh, I voted for when putting it in order, I'll tell you, you that. You did. I was the only mm-hmm. dissenter. Yeah. Both of you voted for putting in order. Mm-hmm. Um now I think both Matthew and I insisted that the fall be on the uh the list for Okay. Choice. No good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it needs so, to be because it had to come back in. So yeah, this is kind of interesting. And and not only that, this is kind of, I don't know. I'll let Matthew talk about this part more because he goes first. But this is a similar pairing in, in similar ways. You know what yeah. we didn't mention? I wanted to mention real quick before Matthew dives in. We did get uh, shadow votes from John after the end of the last episode. Hmm. He did vote for it's catching up also in that first round. I won't, we won't reveal yeah. his vote in the second round yet. But um, Matthew, take it away for this uh, unusual and really unfortunate pairing. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, we uh, we had asked John that because we were planning to have a guest uh, for this, and then we would have you know potentially uh, deadlock and uh, have stranger a band member John's, break the tie. Yeah, John, John <laughs> be, be the oh, tie rather was than it? the, uh, the, the four sided <laughs> die. Stupid dice. Fuck that thing. Uh, yeah. So uh, tulips again. Um, I, I wouldn't say that the fall is super super duper similar to dark ages because it um dark ages there's no silliness in it whereas the fall has quite a bit of silliness in it um and uh, that is one thing that um you don't uh you don't get in actually in the first two pairings and both of these songs have a lot of silliness in both of them <laughs> yes so yep. that is uh you know quintessentially no means no thing so that is uh so these two have uh, you know, checked their boxes. Um, yeah, Two Looks, Two Longs is a very, very punk song. Uh, super duper, um, you know, simple idea. And they just made a whole thing out of it. It's pretty awesome. Um, the Fall, more complex um, and very, very much uh, in line with No Means No type themes. I suppose Two Lips, mm-hmm, Two Lungs is mm-hmm. as well, especially from the early stuff, like uh, really mm-hmm. body-based. Um, you know, the y- you are just a meaty vessel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whereas the fall, I mean, a little bit less they of like that. that. Um, yeah, I, I really... Um, two Lips, Two Lungs, I mean, it's John and Andy vocals. Um, the bass is really backgrounded. But it's he's still just totally going off back there if you listen carefully. But it's yeah. not it's not totally in oh, front. Yeah. Um, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I mean the the lyrics are to the two lungs are pretty simple, um, but then they leave you a great big space to fill in with whatever oh, you want to fill it in, go. and that's what they. Uh, <laughs> I think one of most everyone's favorite oh, things or. If if it's not your favorite thing about this song, <laughs> then you don't really understand No Means No very well. <laughs> um, the litmus uh, test. Another thing that I really, really like about uh, Two Lips Two Lungs is uh, how when it, uh, as it ends, each instrument leaves after a bar. Yes. Oh, really that's fantastic. great. I, I always kind of started wondering, you know, there's two two guitar tracks. And you know, one track leaves and then the other track leaves. And I kind of wondered how they did that live. <laughs> I'll have to pay attention and watching live videos like you suggest. It's on they live stopped. and lovely. Yeah, they it. just cut out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of, I guess, yeah, the, the how the, the lyrics and the vocals match up. I mean, two, two lips and two lungs, it is just distilled to be exactly what it is. Um, yep. In the fall... Um, illustrates the interrupted kinesis of love i would say and that is again thematically so um so no means no so very very no means no um things i like in particular um i really like the all three of them singing on the fall um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. obviously two lungs two 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 lungs uh the solo um what else in the fall oh the whispered this is love um there's a part where the guitar is following the bass very, very closely. And then um, Andy just goes up an octave just for two bars. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. that bit. Um, it, it's, it's silly and dancey. Like a couple of songs on zero plus two plus one are. And uh, that is something which um, 
didn't exist too much. I mean, there's there's that on Sex Mad, but very angry type. And then um, Wrong is a punk record. And then uh, Small Parts is, is, is a gloomy um, cave basement toilet. They're broody. <laughs> yeah, they're broody. <laughs> cave basement so, toilet. Zero awesome. Plus Equals One is very, very um, silly and crazy. And, you know, it's about maybe about madness, but also about like total looming scariness. And um, I think The Fall has both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I really mm-hmm. like that about it. Um, it here and there, it's a little, there's one or two places where it's almost feels disjointed, but then I listen more, more closely and it's totally on purpose, like everything else. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, um, that's about all I got to say about those songs. Round one. All right. Yeah. Strangey, you're up. Holy shit. With two lips. Oh my God. This song is so unbelievable. And it's basically written with a lousy half step motif going through it it's overflowing with smear punk fury and the greatest guitar solo break of all time yep thankfully it gives the guys in the band a much needed rest right because they just laid it down so and uh in the mayhem and it's in it's 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 absurd and it's ridiculous and it's in a very comfy spot to do so that guitar solo in the middle of that ferocity is fucking hilarious the fall, Jesus Christ, that drum intro, which leads into the magnificent yes. riff. And just like two lips, it's basically a few neighboring funky played half steps together. Very, very concise, very, you know, stuck in this box that just, uh, or that, that just gets stripped down to a tritill. Just that I, I, I actually, I went and played it on a, have a bass in the other room and I went and played it and it, it's, 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 you know, they don't have to move their fingers very much for that huh. riff and then it, and, and it slams down on a tritone, which is great. Um, it's totally wonderful, catchy, and it's simple. It really is quite a simple song, but the way they play it, the way they have their, their uh, attitude into it and their delivery, it's just so cool. When we last interviewed John, he made mention of, uh, remember when he was talking about how the Beastie Boys, when they when they quit back and forth between each other, would, would uh, yeah. help, you know, one guy says one part of the sentence, the middle and the mm-hmm. third. They, they did that on this song, oh, right? So right? much. Yeah, so much. and, and it, it's, it sounds really great. Was he, I don't even know how we got onto talking on that subject with him, but, but, they, but they totally do this in this song. So uh, probably before the Beastie Boys did it, actually, right? Could be. Um, anyway, no. right? No, no. Beastie Boys was in the late '80s too. This is '90s. Anyway, I don't know. No, like Maybe. Paul's Boutique. I don't. I don't know. I, I gotta this look is at the Anyway, yeah. oh whatever. And, okay. This song is so perfectly written. The verse, chorus, and parts are incredibly seamless. The first we feel, and then we fall. Vocal delivery. I, I love that. I think I mentioned that the first time we went through it. I just, mm-hmm. I love the power behind it. Rob, Rob is, oh, I love Rob. I really do. And and again, I was watching some videos of it and he, I, <laughs> Rob is just the shit to watch because he doesn't hold nothing back. And he's got his jogging pants on too. Which <laughs> his little pants. Um, anyways, these, these works are tremendous with what they're saying. And I love how they play with it to adding echoes. And it, it took a bit for me to accept the keyboard horns in that song. It's the totalitarian the tones. Yeah, it's I, I know, pitchy. I know. But I was like, well, I, I know. 
but at first I was like, well, what is this? It's the Bee Gees. But then I, I, I got over it. I really like it. And, and, and I know that like John with his current album, he's kind of wishing he had a horn section. So I think his ear just goes to that with maybe some big band type thinking in there. And it sounds great. It sounds, it sounds fucking great. Yeah. Well, there's horns on the, the, the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he talked about, about having some. And wish, 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 yeah, wish he could have some on the, on the road with him. Um, the lyrics in this are pretty spectacular, especially the give me just a little shove. I love the way they say it. I love the way they play it. It's so good, and it's snarly, too. Up against two lips, it definitely uh, a more orchestrated piece with the extra vocal mm-hmm. work and keyboards, and it's way more similar. And I, I wrote this, Matthew. I think this song, The Fall, is way more similar to Dark Ages than it is to Two Lips, just in its composition-wise. Because it, I, I, obviously, John's John-based song. So oh, no, totally. Connected The Fall that, that's and not uh, quite Dark a, Ages. Not quite what I meant, but it's okay. Oh, oh, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. But that, I did think there were more similarities with Dark Ages and The Fall. Mm-hmm. than there was between the fall and two lips for sure yeah, yeah. and uh, again with two lips just like with it's catching up they do the the stops and the starts and the, the you just you just have to be good you have to be really good to do that and they yeah. do and they yeah. are yeah i mean i agree with all that <laughs> i think um yep. two incredibly iconic songs two lips in the in the pantheon probably more iconic for the reasons of how unique it is for a punk song to make a song, uh, a punk band to make a song like this. And just, I, I also think that the live and cuddly version has rocketed into it, into the mythology just because that break Andy's break has some of the best banter lines that all of it, they've rattled around my head for fucking years, right? Like too bad. It's not a democracy. Fuck you. Oh, uh, reminds me of something my father Rob. once said. Like, what do you mean? What do you let's mean, go. Let's just go. like, I, it's just I can, I could rattle. I could probably do that entire thing, just like I would a Monty Python sketch, right? Like, yeah. it's yeah. just fucking beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. And this, song, I love when Rob says that. It's yeah, not I know. And these, when I live here in the crowd too, like how how much fun they're having with it, right? Like, it'd be, I don't. They're not really pissed off. They're just having fucking fun, yelling at this crazy yeah. man. So Tulips, one of the reasons I love it is I I think it's it's saying something actually really profound in a very simple way. I, it's very mm-hmm, much to mm-hmm. me talking about something Rob talks about a lot. I don't know who wrote these words, but Andy has, has this in his songs too, in his lyrics. But the absolute uh, impossibility of actually communicating anything one feels using language. It's not possible. And so all we have so are this these song vehicles. belies our entire podcast. Right. These, these <laughs> two, they, we have these two lips, these two lungs and this one tongue to try to communicate and wish and hope and pray that we can be understood. That's that, that, that they, that you can realize what I'm feeling, what I'm saying. And that's why I can't stop crying. Cause I don't have the words, the language to match up with the feeling. There's just literally an infinite gulf between those things. And what's in the middle of this song? An infinite gulf that's just this void with this single guitar that we all love so much. I mean, yeah. again, this song to me is deceptively simple, but it packs in that holographic principle perfectly. These guys are so passionate. Andy is so passionately singing this, so passionately playing this. And then there's just this void, which is, <laughs> fuck, my internal world. I don't know how to get there. And then right back into the... And then it's slow. Yeah. As you talk, both talk about that slow breakdown, one bit off a time, one bit off a time until oh, one man. instrument off, one instrument off until it's just yeah, yeah, the yeah. vocals. 
it's a masterpiece in a mm-hmm. tight little package with a handful yes. of words. Um, and just that line, only so many songs can be sung with two lips, two lungs, and one tongue. Not only the meaning is beautiful, but the pace of it is just yep. fucking mm-hmm. gorgeous. It's John's incredible. hitting a snare, I think, when they say that too, right? Just a snare hit along I th- with the vocals. I think that's right. Um, yeah. So I, yep. I just... Yeah, I, I, if if you if you think of this song as just a fun little lark, or a fun little punky bit, man, I, there's a lot going on in there in a very short little yes. time, and it's yep. pretty affecting if you let it if you let it sink in. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. also silly and funny as fuck. That's what's great yeah. about it. Like they they're just they stick all five fingers in the pie and they can work it around and play all the notes at the same time. They're not just yeah. one genre. It's so silly. Fall... That there's... Yeah. So go ahead. So, so silly that the, they do that solo, but it's, it's also kind of, you know, melancholy. It's, it's like lonely. It's like, join exactly. me. And then everything, everything <laughs> does join it very, very suddenly. That's exactly. It's almost that's that's almost that, a little bit like Grigson. It's like, meow. That's that <laughs> that's oh, I'm not gonna wanna, forget wanna, that one. I'm gonna sample that out and try Every to uh, make a solo for. Are you really? <laughs> and um. Oh my God! The fall, please sorry. do that. The no, that's right. The fall very. The fall very similarly is a. Um, it's a poppy song. It's one of their so just like in the last Great. pair, up, we've got kind of a more hardcore song matched up with a poppy song. I agree, Matthew. This one's more silly than Dark Ages for sure, but it's still compositionally and tonally poppy. This one though, much more fun in a sense than maybe not fun, dancey than Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. Um, yet with absolutely top shelf knockmaster the floor Rob lyrics. Mm. This is incredible. This song about. The and I actually think there's a lot of um, thematic resonance between these two songs, Two Lips in the Fall. This idea of the first thing that happens when you come out of the fucking womb, you're gonna feel, you're gonna sense, yeah. you're gonna feel, and then you start to learn through others what that means, what to attach to it. You Everything crawl on the floor and you learn from your parents. You learn from your mother. You learn from them fucking whatever to call that love. But oh. first you just felt something. Then you called it something. First you feel, then you fall. That's the fall. Our descent into language, our descent into meaning. And that's where everything goes wrong. That's with the fall of Adam and Eve. <laughs> they ate the apple. They got knowledge and that was it. They it got was kicked cut up out. for them. They, they, it was cut no, up for no, them. they ate it. it no, no they mean, ate it no. raw, man. They no, they ate it raw. That That's shit. why it sucks. They didn't have I think knives. I'm they didn't have knives yet. They, they didn't know about them. <laughs> so, so it's it's that you know it's the fall of knowledge, and that fucking ruins us. That that's what separates us from the world is our incomplete understanding of of ourselves, of it, and and the other. And they break it like there's that famous. Uh, uh, sphinx riddle which goes back to oedipus or whatever which i won't lay out but it's about the three ages of man right like the birth middle age and death and everything in this and the crawls exactly everything in this song is broken into three and and that really represents those three ages the newness of love the Mm -hmm. violence of love and the disinterest of love like it turns from like this early passion to a violence to a disinterest right it's it the um uh, it's just a ride. Yeah, it starts with something, a gentle touch, a vicious punch, right? right. Um, it, it's so, like, just lean on, oh, this is what it was, just lean on over, 
like roll come in over. for a kiss please roll on roll over on please over. can you get out of the way please move yeah. over or no roll on over come and fuck me please move over get out of my way right like anyway there's all these three it's fucking amazing it's amazing mm. and and they do yeah. that in the way you talked about how they bounce the lyrics back and forth they do that all yeah. three of them will shout mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at different times mm-hmm. and I, I i really went into this before so i won't say it too much here but they say it in in ways that give each of those a different character. So they're playing a different, feel, sure. different, yeah, different feeling uh, every time they say it. It's it's fucking incredible. And that yeah. last verse, the towers falling. I think the dam's about to wor- burst. The walls are falling. All of that is this wonderful, fearful look at death, and it's circling back into birth in a way. Right? The light is blinding. You go first. That could be the light at the end of the tunnel when you're dying or there's the light that I'm getting born. Fuck. I'm coming out of the dark into the light. Right. Like it's this great circular connection of that root of just, I'm just this ball of feeling that popped out in the world. And I learned all this shit that made me miserable as a, from a baby to now and yet all done in this brilliant poppy, punk, jazzy, fun, flippant, deep masterpiece with fucking mm-hmm. uh trumpets in the middle of it it's it's fucking incredible and yeah. a great follow-up to now like this is a great second song i don't often talk about like does it make a great second song this makes a great second song mm-hmm. um it's it's just incredible um so yeah i think that uh i i think that it's a really good in a sense the terrible machine made a really good and similar matchup to the first matchup um, yeah, yeah. I don't sure. know that there's anything about two lips and two long tongue that bug me. I've kind of already talked about everything I love about it. And I don't think there's anything about the fall that bugs me either. I don't, I, I, don't I there know. are, I mean, Matthew, I, I think I know what you mean when you talk about the bits that maybe feel like they're a little less cohesive, but yeah, I disagree. It's, it's very intentional, right? It's very messy. It's, it's like it, they're letting themselves go into chaos, but underneath that chaos, it's very cohesive. And there's a lot going on in those moments. If you really fucking listen to it, right? There's there's just a lot of really good playing that just kind of falls into their own little grooves for a second before it comes back together very tightly. Yep. Um, yep. And that's another thing I love about Melling Snow. So that's probably good for me for round one. So why don't we kick into round two? Um, Matthew, what do you think? I just looked up on the lyric sheet because I'm looking at the internet lyrics here for the lyrics for the fall. And it says... The tower's falling, and I, I noticed that the tower is capitalized. And I just went and got the lyric sheet from Zero Plus Two, and it is capitalized there as well. So I yeah. wonder whether oh. that was it's the tower. Yeah. It's, it's a very tower. important card in it's a very important card in the meaning like catastrophic change and whatnot in the tarot. Mm-hmm. And that's I think. Yeah, that's one yeah, of the you, you, you talked before, about that so when we first did it. Doesn't surprise it. me. I think. I yeah. think you did. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, no, you did with you did in the in, in the tower. Glad I just checked mm-hmm. what the internet lyrics are because the internet lyrics are usually kind of shitty, but um, they are anyway. Yeah. Uh, so um, whether they are representative, I don't think um, two lips is all that much. I mean, it's not like really? a lot of other songs. It's very you know it, uh, rep- It's very um, important in their whole body of work, but I wouldn't say that. Um, Except for maybe the solo, but if you, if somebody who didn't know much about Nomi's No just sort of heard a little snippet of that, having heard a bunch of other Nomi's No, they might not think, "Hey, that's Nomi's No." The fall 
has a certain uniqueness, a certain weirdness, which is more characteristic, I would say, um, of more no means no. Whereas tulips is it's characteristic of certain certain period or certain kinds of no means no. Maybe I don't know. Um, I would yeah, say it yeah. is very very important uh, to their body of work, especially in the live set, because of what they use it for, uh, for mm-hmm, connecting right. with the audience as well as getting a rest. But it's uh, it's like kind of a famous thing about them. It's a famous thing that they would usually do. Um, uh, as for the fall, maybe. F- People would might not know the, um, like like know the title, but a lot of people I find actually know the chorus and just know do you know the meaning of, and I think that's right, that's yeah. awesome. They like the chant aspect to it, um, and mm-hmm. I just remembered that a friend of mine's kids, maybe not his first words, but some of his first words, like is they they lived in you know punk houses and stuff like that with this kid had a lot of um a lot of people raised him and uh you could go with him do you know the meaning of and he'd go it's the time it's the time oh that is stop everything. it that right now oh yeah God, seriously yeah oh, oh jesus <laughs> oh that's wonderful um whether i would introduce a newbie to it um to, to somebody I would probably let's do chat rule. I would probably use the fall before two lips two lungs, just because uh, unless I was trying to specifically appeal to somebody's like a hardcore person's sense of humor. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the fall has like a certain weird playfulness, which I really appreciate about uh, about no means no, which uh, yeah. Uh, killed me to boot the fallout that time. I'm glad it came back in. Yeah. 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 All right, Michelle, how about you? Well, I love both of these pieces. In fact, I might be one of those people that when I, I see the song name, The Fall, I'd be like, which one is that? And then I turn it on. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So maybe the chorus is what I remember too, most of it. Anyways, but I, I think both of them, both of them showcase like just good songwriting, good composition. Two Lips is just a great classic hardcore punk rock song, which they do so well. They've got a lot of composers in their band. Mm-hmm. And I think each one of them, I'm, I'm hoping that each one of them, and I get the sense that each one of them gets their fair share of like, hey, this is a song I wrote. Let's put some lyrics and a great drum track to it. You know, this this kind of seems like a Andy song to me. Not sure if it is. The Fall definitely sounds like a John song to me. Very highly composed, very well mixed and uh, delivered. And and I did. I want to reiterate. I very much fell in love with the horns at first. I, I didn't. I didn't exactly like them at first. It was kind of keyboard cheesy to me. But I do really, really like them, and it adds a little bit more to the ambiance of it and the delivery of it. Uh, I think they're both catchy they both have great lyrics and they're fantastic vocal delivery and plenty of humor in both of them too so i i do think they're both good contenders um with the chet rule uh i i like the fast and the fury ones i like the ones that kick your ass so i would uh play tulips for somebody i'd play the fall for somebody too though if it we we were just like kind of hanging out and wanted something to kind of upbeat to listen to but tulips i'd play for just like listen to that nice. and listen to this crazy ass guitar solo so nice oops yeah lost my headphone um cool. all right i i 
yeah, I kind of, I mean, I kind of agree with both of you. I think, like you, Matthew, I don't know that I um, put two lips, two lungs, one tongue as a overly representative song, but it's super important. And I actually think where it is very, very representative as it's the most representative live song we have, because I mm -hmm. think it displays their humor mm -hmm. and virtuosity and what made them really special um, in a way that none of the other songs on that do. They're all brilliant, but that's just kind of like the pinnacle of their relationship with the audience. So in that sense, I think it's, it's very representative of a side of the band that we're not talking about that much in this podcast because we're dealing with the recordings more than talking about them live. But as a live thing, I think it stands head and shoulders oh, as yeah. something very representative mm -hmm. above yep. many, many things. So it's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, the fall, I, I think, is pretty representative. It's fun. It's it's that thing where it's, it's fun and poppy and tight and weird, but also incredibly profound. Right. Yep, so it, yep, exactly. it's got feet firmly planted in very uh, like savvy ways in two completely different streams and yet manages to fucking braid them together seamlessly in a way mm -hmm. that's a magic trick. I don't know any band will ever match. Certainly has never. And I don't know will ever. <laughs> um, so I think they're they're both very representative in their different ways. I think that's yeah, I don't know, it's yeah. a hard question on this one for me because they're so different. Mm -hmm. Um, and using the czar rule, I think I would probably introduce the fall before tulips. Um, oh, if I were to wow. pick something, because I think it is fun and I don't think this, I think you could introduce this song to a whole bunch of people right. that have different musical tastes and they wouldn't bounce mm -hmm. off of it. I think you'd find mm -hmm. it. And you can also like understand what Rob is saying enough that you can glean some of the really great poetry without having to really yes. attend yep. closely. Uh, there's so many great little bits out there and just their, the playfulness of their delivery is so excellent that mm -hmm. it just draws you in. So yeah, I think the fall would be the one I would, but if I were oh, to use man. two lips, it would be the live version. That's the one I would play for mm -hmm. people. Cause that's when I'd be like, it's like putting on a Monty Python album almost like, but a punk version. It's like, Hey, listen to this. This is funny as shit. You got it. You got to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, or, or even better, I'd play them the YouTube of it because I'd want him to see Andy like, uh, uh, you know, like oh, refusing God, to so play great. the note. So yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. So I don't know, Matthew, you got to, uh, you got to do the hard bit. You got to vote first. Oh. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like it. Nope. I don't like it. As no, important and representative as it is, I think that uh, in some ways, uh, two lips, two lungs has more of an element of novelty than the fall, which uh, to me has uh, more depth. And I am voting for the fall because oh, I like. Nice. All right, all right, nice. Michelle, how about you? And Michelle is a very simple person who gets pretty jacked quite easily. <laughs> so I'm voting for two lips. Oh. Tiebreaker. Yeah, I don't like this, but it. the falls, the falls, the shit. But two lips, I, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an easy snag with that kind of crap. All Ooh, right, Jordan. The power. I gotta go. Mm, I was gonna sip it in. Um, we're almost done. Just hold it in. Hold it in. No, we're almost I know, done. But I... So I won't draw this out too much. Um, I love both these songs. They're both fantastic. For me, it's definitely the fall. I love two lips, <gasps> but the fall oh, definitely wow. wins in this instance. I think it's more of a song. It's no, got it, more going I, it's, on, it's but awesome. 
but awesome. two lips awesome. is incredible. This is not an easy yep. choice. I mean, it sounded yep. like it, but it's not. This was, um, frankly, harder for me than the first round. Strangely, mm -hmm. now I think about it, but yeah, uh, no, yep. for me, it's definitely the fall. Oh, great. Um, which I'm really glad. I'm glad it came back because I didn't want this one to go and I'm glad to be able to talk about it again. And now I'm glad to be able to talk yep. about it again and yeah. what it's going to come up against. Um, I don't know that I would, that this one will go super far in round three. We'll have to see. Like, I, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I that's does. what I start to think about with some of these. It's like, is this, is this, do I think this is going to make it past the next one? Well, we'll All see. right. Um, like it's catching up? Probably fucking yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Anyway, this week, it's catching up. Did catch up. Good Wait for a minute. It. You forgot to, you forgot to give the uh, other bit of information. Oh, right. The choices. Uh, let's see if I remember if it was right. Uh, John... Yeah. Voted for two lips like you. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He did. And I think one of his reasonings was that it was so great to play live for that very mm -hmm. reason. So oh, I can I imagine the fun he had playing mm -hmm. that live. Plus, it gave him a little mm -hmm. break from this fun. Sure. <laughs> That's my little hanky of his fanny pack. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like his exactly. Little, little hanky, little wet wipe. Uh, it's catching Did he ever up. wear a headband like uh, like that dude from? I definitely have seen him do I, that. He's definitely have headbands. He's a, has, yeah. has he like uh, dude? Like he played music in the eighties. You think he didn't fucking wear headbands? <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. It's practically a okay. law. <laughs> anyway, it's catching up one over Dark Ages. Uh, oh, we've got man. two lips, two lungs, and one tongue. Will not take another breath, and the fall stop oh, falling no. and is on its way up, baby. Oh, thank you, everybody. For tuning in once again, we truly, truly love doing this. Yes. Uh, we really appreciate all of you who keep listening to us, idiots. Yep. Do this fucking shit over and over. And thank you all for being in this weird club of people obsessed with the absolute best band of all time. No, I means feel no like people will produced. be upset with this one, but just as many people Maybe. will be not upset. I, I hope they are. At this, <laughs> this stage of the game, if you're not upset, yeah. then you're not listening, right? Like, but, you, but you also understand. I mean, well, you course. know. It, and we're not like shitting on any of these songs anymore. No. Like, I mean, we never have. No. So, but Put be angry. It's like funny it. now. Let us know that you're angry. We love that. It's no means no thing now. is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and excellent podcast graphics are by the math. I, I said by the. Yeah, I'm gonna say it by the Matthew yeah. Kowalik. The man. Michelle Strangest is our third yes. and everyone's favorite co-host and official Stop Foley it. artist. Shout out to our official mascot. Teddy. Okay. Thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as the intro and outro music. I want some bodies. I want it all.
you've stuck around. I just realized now I've made editing hell for myself because I never said, and now let's take a pause to listen to some of these tracks. So I'm going to have to find oh, like no. half a second pause to slip that shit in. <laughs> oh, but that's no. my problem. So we're going to get round. Uh, we're going to get the terrible machine cranked up here and see what. Okay. Oh, well. Oh, no. Guess who's coming back on the podcast next week. Next time, ladies and gentlemen, we promised. So that's a little hint for you guys. Let me put it in the chat. This is going to be a good one. Put it in the chat. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, God. Oh. And then, oh, fun. Oh, oh. I'm going to be excited about this whole episode. That's going to be a fucking fun banger of kaiju, folks. There we go. Holy shit. Yeah, holy shit is right. I am excited and I have to reach out to somebody. So. You Thank do? you once again for, uh, I'll tell you after air in case you don't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. I am uh, I signing off for now as our Matthew and Michelle. And thank you very much. And uh, you know what to do. You can 